In the name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit, on God, I mean, it's a blessing to meet with you tonight, this evening. And uh, today we'll, um, we'll have more, it's a kind of Bible study than a talk. So I need you to, if you have your Bible, to open it because we will read uh, three uh, in different three locations in the Bible. First, one, first reading will be from Luke chapter 7, from verse 36 to verse 50. Luke chapter 7. Who can read? What verse? Uh, verse 36 to 50. And one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know, would know who and what manner this woman who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have, said, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will he love more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave more. And he said to him, You have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I have entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since I, since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Yes, the second uh, reading will be from uh, Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 14, verse 3 to 9. Mark 14, 3 to 9. So who can I read? And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, he sat at, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant about among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold to, for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply, but Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wash, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, when, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Okay, the third reading will be from Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 26. From verse 6 to 13. <laughs> and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, 
a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but you do not have always. You, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time, he saw opportunity to betray him. Okay, the last reading will be from Gospel of St. John, chapter 12, from verse 1 to 8. John 12, 1 to 8. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who, was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a proud took a pound of very costly oil and spike of spikenard, anointed the feet anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he had cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this day, She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Yes, and glory be to God now and forever, amen. Uh, first of all, we find three stories uh, mentioned in the Bible about Jesus. He's in a place, and then somebody came in walk in like uh, and the three uh, were women they came with fragrant oil and uh, either they put it in their head or in his feet and uh, this is three to three stories actually there are three stories but it's mentioned in four location in the bible uh, as we just read from uh, luke and mark and matthew and john uh, the reading from St. Mark, uh, Gospel of St. Mark and the reading of Gospel of St. Matthew, the same story, same location, same, same uh, characters, same people in the around, same story, but the two Gospels mentioned uh, this story. But it's different from the story of St. Luke, uh, Luke and St. Mark and St. Ma uh, John. Uh, do you remember the first reading? We just uh, read it from St. Luke. Usually we read it in which part of Agbeya? The one uh, with uh, the woman, she came and uh, at Simon Pharisees, she brought an alabaster box of an anointment and stood at his feet behind his weeping and washed his uh, feet uh, with tears and wiped them with her hair. Which part in Agbe, you remember? Hmm? Second watch. Yes, second watch, midnight prayer. But we, I will tell you something differences between the three, the three stories. The first story, which is in Luke 7, we find she came behind him. She, he was uh, uh, sitting and she came behind him. And she wiped his feet with hairs of her head. Uh, of her head. And someone, he might ask this question. How come somebody, he came behind me and washed my feet? 
Do you have any suggestion what happened? How come she won? She is, is behind me and my feet is, is in front. So how can she came in my back? And she mentioned she washed his feet with his hair. How? They said that in the very tradition and all tradition of the Jews, that the people, when they go, there is no chairs. They sit on, uh, on a table or in a place in, on the floor with um, a, like a small mattress or something like that. They just lean on it and sit on it. And sometimes they put their feet like that while they are sitting. So his feet is in the back. So this is the interpretation of why she came behind him and she was how she could she could approach his hand, his feet. It's certainly he was sitting like that. His his two legs it's behind him and he was sitting on his legs like that. You imagine that this way. So his feet is behind him. That's why she came back in his in behind him and she washed his hair. Uh, in this story, also, she wiped his feet with hairs of her head. And uh, that, uh, that story happened in a place owned or the house of person called Simon the Pharisees. One of the Pharisees called Simon. And she came with an alabaster box of an, uh, 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 ointment. And the story did not mention about... Uh, the cost of this ointment, but the focus of the story is what it was on her uh, washing, washing his feet with tears and wiped them with hairs of her head. And we read this gospel in the second watch of midnight prayer because it refers to repentance. That's why we call this story. It's the sinful woman. The one she came and she was because why we, we called her the sinful woman because the Pharisees, the, uh, Simon himself, uh, he we will see later how he treated this woman in his heart. We will come later about the story. Uh, the story, the second story mentioned in the Gospel of St. Mark chapter 14, uh, it says that the place is called Bethany, being in Bethany at the house of Simon, the same person, the same name of the first story, but another one. The first story says that he, uh, Simon the Pharisee. The second story said the Simon the leper. So it's another person. It came coincidentally the same name, but this different uh, two people. So different, different two people. Here is here is the location is in Bethany, city of Bethany, and the house of Simon the leper. As he sat at the table, a woman came, and they did not mention either in the story, which is, yani either she is uh, in front of him or behind. But they said the story that she came having an alabaster flask of a very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head, the other one on his feet. And uh, here uh, it's this uh, Bethany, the city name. Simon the leper sat at the table 
alabaster flask of very costly oil of spike nard and she poured it on his head and she and our lord jesus uh, um, uh, honored or exalted the work of the woman and uh, uh, and she, he said about her work she has done a good work for me and she has done what she could she has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial so this is another the third story it was very well known family it is still in the city of bethany mentioned in the gospel of saint john but it's the house of martha and mary and lazarus they martha and mary after they raised uh, uh, their brother lazarus from death they invited him to come to their house for a meal and he was sitting in the house and mary the brother the sister of uh, of lazarus uh, took a prow uh, uh, and poured a very also costly oil of a speck, uh, spike nard anointed the feet of jesus and wiped his again here in this story wiped his feet with her hair and he said the mention the same thing about uh, like the second story uh, uh, that she made it uh, for day of my burial. So here in front of three stories, the summary. <laughs> the first one, she was a sinful woman. She came behind him and she washed his feet with her uh, uh, head hair. And uh, she was in a place, a house of Simon the Pharisee. The second one, she second one mentioned in two gospels mark and matthew she was uh, a woman she came in the house but it's an, uh, the name of the person it's different simon the leper she came and washed his head uh, with the uh, oil the third story was at mary and uh, lazarus uh, house and she also she poured the the oil on his head uh, in, his, in his feet, I'm sorry, and she uh, wiped uh, also with her hair. In this gospel, we see Christ is the friend of all. We will focus about the first story, the sinful woman. The sinful woman, she it's mentioned in the gospel of Saint Luke chapter seven. In the same chapter, this same chapter, we find this in this gospel. We see Christ is the friend of all. In the very beginning of the gospel, we find he loved the strangers by healing the women and the Pharisees. Uh, he loved the stranger by healing the servant of centurion. And centurion, he was not a Jew person. He was from Gentiles and he went to, sa to save and to heal his uh, servant. Uh, also, we find that he cares of the widows by raising the son of the widow of Nain in the same chapter. So he healed someone, he is not in Jew. The second is the story of raising up the son of Nain. And the third is to treat sinner with kindness by accepting the repentance of the sinful woman. A comparison between the sinful woman and the Pharisees. Our Lord Jesus Christ entered into the house of Simon the Pharisees. He did not condemn him that he is a Pharisee. He is accusing his teaching. 
he is also treating the people badly and uh, is not nice of treating the people, the Pharisees. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was talking about the Pharisees' teaching, he said to them, you pardon uh, the people with two heavy things and you do not want even to help them lift it up with your finger. Too many things of the law, you put it on their shoulders and you cannot help the people. But our Lord Jesus Christ, he did not say, no, I can't enter your house, but I will enter your house. So our Lord Christ entered his house, but not his heart, like anyone cares about outside and not inside. Sometimes we care about our Lord from our outside. What does it mean? Outwards, but not inwards. When I care about that I am a Christian, but I cannot practice the Christianity. Like any terms, like any people you meet, I meet someone in um, one time in the store. I was buying something and then there is a non-Coptic, she is an American non-Coptic, she is in front of me and she looked at me like that, my dress, and she, she asked me, why are you dressing like that? So I told her, I'm a priest, I'm in the Coptic church, Orthodox, and so on. Are you Christian? <laughs> I said, yes, I'm Christian. If I hang the picture, and yes, yes, I recognize Mary and Jesus. So I am a Christian. She said, you know, I'm a Christian too, but I'm not practicing. So I told her, we finished, and then I took her aside. I told her, what do you mean by practicing? You are not practicing. She said, I was born a Christian, but I'm not I'm not. Uh, living in Christianity. I said to her, yes, you said not practicing because if I would like to show my Christi Christianity, I have to show it through the, uh, the acts and deeds. If anybody can see me uh, honest or uh, not cheating, uh, not doing something unproper or something, he said that, oh, okay, he is a Christian. So I cannot say I am a Christian, but I am not practicing because practicing, it shows the meaning of Christianity to the others. How can I become a good witness for the other in the world? If you are a student in the school and you say, if anybody asks you, uh, what do you believe or something? It's rare to anybody to ask you this question, but if it comes to happen this, I say I'm a Christian and he knows the value of the Christianity or the values or teaching of Christianity and he cannot apply what you are doing for your behavior with, with the Christianity teaches. So it's something wrong. That's why here in the story of Pharisees and the sinful women, our Lord Jesus Christ entered into the house of Simon the Pharisee, but unfortunately he did not approach to his heart yet. The second is, um, for the sinful woman entered Jesus' heart and he entered her heart by love. She came with love. You know, she wiped his feet with his hair. The most precious thing for women is her hair. It's that, this is his beauty. She takes care, and you know, some of you girls, and they know that she can take a long time in front of the mirror just to 
adjust her hair and so on. And especially when Abuna in the uh, feasts or something, the people, and then Abuna spread the water, they wanted it to hide their heads. Why? Because this is the most beauty thing in the, uh, the the guys they don't like yani yeah, sometimes they they care but not much as them. So the most precious thing for women is her hair. That's the gospel said that she offered the most beauty thing in her body to wipe her hair to wipe his feet with her head uh, hair of uh, of her head. This is something value and costly more than the fragrant uh, oil. That's why in this story, uh, story particularly, they did, not, they did not mention the cost of the fragrant oil, like the other one she poured it in his uh, head. But especially in this, because she offered to Christ something very costly for her, her hair. She, he has no hair to wipe his feet by other meaning. He has no energy to serve others, but she has hair to wipe his feet. She has love to serve others. He has no kiss, which is a sign of love, but she kissed his feet, a sign of humbleness and love. She offered to him humbleness and humility. She gave this to him. He started to condemn the Christ in his heart. If we read, just one moment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he... He started to condemn him by his heart. He said, This man, if he were a prophet, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. He condemned Jesus by his heart. He said that if he is a prophet, even he doesn't believe that he is the God incarnated and became man uh, and came to save us. He's not, he even put him in a level of even a prophet. He said if he is a prophet. The second, he condemned the woman. He said that she is a sinner. How come he touched it? Because in the Old Testament, if a sinner, and then it could be some of the interpretation of this part of the gospel, they say that this woman, she must be very well known in the city. That's why the Pharisee knows that she is a sinner. Her reputation is everywhere. She came behind him. And, and also they say that she became behind him because she cannot confront of she she cannot come and stand in before him. She is she was very shy from uh, uh, facing him because her sins and everybody condemned her. So he put he put he said a part of a prophet, if he is a prophet, he will not let this woman to touch him. How did the Pharisee react to, the, to this situation? How can sometimes I react in a situation in the church or in my life and I condemn some people and I don't know them actually, but I condemn, oh, he is not knowledgeable, he is not, uh, he is poor, he is doing this and so on. Many times, many situations we face in life, we condemn people and we do not know them. 
Why, why I condemn the people? Why I justify some this one? He is a sinner and not is a is not sinner, and so on. And also, he spoke in his heart, and the God knows the heart. I don't know now who is sitting in front of me and what's your thought in. You may think about the dinner after. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna eat? Uh, might be you are sitting in the church, but your mind and your heart is in another place in the school, in the exam tomorrow. Uh, someone he is uh, uh, looking for a new car, so he is he's always his mind or his thought in another place, and so on. So God knows the heart of each one. He knows who is his your heart where. If your heart is God, you will love him, and whom you love, you have to be with. So the same thing here, his, he spoke in his heart, the Pharisee. But God, because he knows the heart of man, he knows what he, the Pharisee was thought or talking. He talked about first against Jesus. If this man were a prophet against the woman, she is a sinner. The Pharisee, he was not repenting of his sin, but the woman was. He was not seeking Jesus for forgiveness, but the woman was. He did not believe that Jesus was the Lord, but the woman did. And God revealed his heart by all these things, all this stuff. He said to him, you know what? And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, he said, teacher, say, say it. He said to him, "There is." He gave him a parable or something. Uh, there, there was a certain creditor who had uh, two debtors. One owed five hundred denarii, and the other. He started to speak him in a parable like that. And of course, the Pharisee, you know, when um, your parents you're doing something, he and they don't want to uh, to embarrass you. They tell a story, and you say, "Oh." That story applied to me. Or Abuna on Sunday, he gives a, a sermon. It happens many times. I give a sermon and then I find someone who I don't know. He said that you were talking about me. I don't know who are you. I don't know. But I just say a story and he applied, oh, it's exactly me. He was talking about me. He's, and so on. The same thing, Jesus made it with the Pharisees, the Simon. He said him a story. <laughs> But after he said the story, he stuttered to him. Simon answered and said to him, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. His, uh, which of them will love him more? He gave him a question. So he answered. And then Jesus said to him, turn it to the women and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her, head, her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. So the, uh, the Simon, uh, Simon the Pharisee, he has an eye of criticism because his pride, but she gained a lot through her humility. He feels that he is not sinner. He has the right to, to condemn uh, anyone. And uh, the woman, she did not say a word to Christ, but she acted. And God is waited our life with acting, how much love 
in act or deeds you do, how much love on that. You may do something, but you have no love on that. You may, oh, okay, the church is announcing for a service for homeless or whatever. Oh, okay, let's go. It's uh, just uh, wasting of time, yani, or uh, just uh, yani, take, uh, make me busy or something. But how much love I do that? How much love in a work if someone is in need for me to do something and I make it without pushing, pushing, pushing from people, but I do it because out of my love. As he loved me, I love him. Sometimes I don't have time to pray, personal prayer. I'm tired. I wake up late. I have to go. I don't have time for my Agbeya. I don't have time for fasting. I'm living here uh, alone. I'm away from home. I, I can't do a Siami food, so I, I can eat anything and justify my work, my, uh, my conscious that, I, okay, I'm away. But how come, how come I say I love him, but I don't want to react according or due to my love to him? If I really love somebody, I have to sacrifice for him. I sacrifice myself for him. The same thing here, he has an eye of criticism because he's pride, but she gained a lot through her humility. He represented the assembly of Jews and she represented the Christian church, the way of love. He was a Pharisee, he is condemning everything. Hey, he's this sinner, categorized everyone. This group is sinner, this group is do, but he doesn't want to change the people to do something for them. She said she acted by her out of her love. Our Lord Jesus said to her, go in peace. Go in peace. And uh, a nice word full of warm love and divine peace. As we, after getting communion in the church, the priest says to the church, go in peace, peace be with you. And the peace is a message of Christ since he was a child. We just recently celebrated the Feast of Nativity and the first annunciation to the shepherds, he said, peace be with you, don't fear. There is a, a child who was born for you in the Bethlehem today. So that was a message of peace to the shepherds. And again, it happened after his resurrection and everybody will fear the disciples gathered in the upper room, feared of them from the Jews. When the first apparition to the disciples, Jesus said to them, peace be with you, peace be with you. That's why the last thing in the church, the priest, when he said, depart or go in peace, peace be with you all. So he gives the priest, uh, after you get the communion, he gives a, a peace for each one of you uh, in the church. This is a message. You, uh, our Lord Jesus said to her, go in peace, a nice word, full of warm love and divine peace. As we, after getting communion, the priest says to the church, go in peace, because you abide Christ in you, who is the source of love and peace? The love of Christ is for everyone. For everyone. And that's why he wanted to teach the Simon in his house that his message is for everyone, not for an, a special category or his love only for this. But he, for, he came to save the whole world. He sacrificed his only begotten son to save uh, his people. 
So he is called the lover of mankind. We always, when we pray, to say the lover of mankind. He holds every week and has a place for everyone. Has a week. He holds everyone. Like uh, in, in his uh, uh, love. It, each one has a part. Don't have a despair in your life. Sometimes we are so hopeless that is God loves me. I repeat my sin. I cannot live in purity. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And sometimes when we fall into some uh, troubles or some tribulations, we say, is really God loves me? Yes, he loves you. You know, God is in center and we go around him. Sometimes I do go far away from him, but he is still in the same distance between me and him. I am the one who goes away from him, not him from me. He is still in the center of my, of my life. So he's, we call him the lover of mankind. We call our Lord Jesus Christ also a friend of a sinner. He does not accept the sinner, but the sin itself, but also teaches the sinner. We, we do not in the church hate the sin, uh, a sinner, I'm sorry, but we hate the sin. We cannot say, oh, this person is a sinner. I cannot get close to him. No. But if this behavior of a friend, like like sometimes in, in the church uh, or in the school, I know that this person is doing his act or his way is different from me. Sometimes I take away. Or some of my parents, sometimes you hear it from your parents. Eh? No, I don't like your friend. You hear it sometimes? Oh, your friend is uh, not doing good. Don't hang up uh, out with this. Don't talk to this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Sometimes I feel, why you condemn people and you don't know them? Yes, I cannot hang out with people. I know that their way is different from my way because it could take me to their way because if I am able, if I'm not ready or able to change them, they could change me. And the, gospel, the, the book, the, the Bible said that, that the bad uh, friendship, it could affect the good uh, friendship. If I say that, yes, I sometimes I am so uh, stubborn and say, okay, uh, I, I, I go with him because I want to change him. No, because it could be you are weak and you are not able to uh, stand uh, in a, in a state fast against him or, or, or in a, a solid ground and he could or she could pull you out of your way. That's why I have to be very cautious. Yes, I am not against a sinner, but I am against sin. So our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, a friend of each sinner, and he does not accept the, uh, the sin, but also teaches the sinner. In his life, this woman we saw it in this uh, uh, place in the Gospel, uh, chapter uh, uh, chapter seven of Gospel of Saint Luke, an example of the church. How she has water, she has water. It's like the fragrant oil. Uh, 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 oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, she has water of baptism. Which kind of water? Her tears. Her tears. Repentance. She washed his feet with her tears also. This is a kind of a, a baptism. 
Purity, the soul, she came and he, she was a sinner, but she came and touched him. The tears wash the soul and she has her hair, her hair like a service. She served him. Uh, consecration, her body, she gave her body to him. She has heart, love and peace, maker with everyone. She did not care about the way the Pharisees looked at her. She could say, no, 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 I don't want to go inside this crowd. I don't want to meet this man, Simon. He could condemn me or so. She did not care about this. She cared about one thing. She cared about her repentance to meet Christ, to wash his feet with her tears and poured fragrant oil on, uh, on his uh, feet and washed it by uh, uh, hair of her head. That's what she did. She offered her love to him. That's, that's why our Lord accepted her. She has perfume, fragrant of oil, which is good deeds. Usually the fragrant oil in the gospel, it stands for the good deeds. Because if you open the flask of alabaster of fragrant oil, the smell, it goes everywhere. Everywhere. Anyone can smell it. It's the act of any believer, act of you. If you act properly according to the commandments of God, everyone can see and smell the, the Christ smell in you. They say that he is a son of, of the Lord. He, she is a daughter of God and so on. That's why the good smell, it refers to the good deeds. So she opened after repentance uh, she opened her flask of alabaster and the smell, it goes everywhere. Everybody smelled this good uh, smell. Like any of you, when you did something good for people, when you serve people with love and kindness, that can everybody can see this and glorify uh, God in the heaven. They can see uh, your, your deeds. Like any of the saints, we find the pictures around us. Like Saint Anthony, when, uh, whom we will celebrate his feast next week. Saint Anthony, he entered to the church like any of us. He heard the gospel reading. He said that if you, uh, uh, disciple of Christ, go and bear his cross and follow me. He loved. He, while he was in the church hearing, listening to the gospel, he did not apply this or say, oh, that's good. I wish that my sister is here to hear this. I wish my best. That's like any of us doing. Sometimes while in the church, listening to the sermon or listening to the gospel, we wished that some friends or relatives of us be being to hear this. But we never apply it to us. We apply it to another person. But Santa Anthony in his life, he left everything, went to the mountains, gave his life to Christ. And what happened? He became the great Saint Anthony. All the churches in the whole world, they consider Saint Anthony is the father of the monasticism. His fragrant oil, his acts of prayer and purity and, and righteousness, it spreads in the whole places, in the whole world. I want to tell you something also about the story of the woman. The gospel did not mention her name. They don't, we don't know here, but God knows. Sometimes I do work in the church or I serve in the church. I want to be in the front. I want to get 
um, honoring exaltation or something from the people responsible. Yes, it's good. But sometimes when I do it hidden, it knows, God knows, knows, uh, knows this too much many times that the people will exalt me. So here the gospel did not care about mentioning the name. It mentioned in the third story as we began uh, in the story of Mary when she poured the fragrant oil on her. But in the story here, um, in, the, in this particular story of the gospel of St. Luke chapter 7, God did not mention uh, or the gospel did not mention the name because it doesn't matter about the, the name. Who did this? Because there is an aim or a goal behind the story. I, I don't need to know that who, who is this sinful woman. Even the Pharisees condemn her, but it doesn't matter for me. And too many, too many things in the gospel we find like Samaritan woman. We don't know her name. The people just imagination and fortini and something, whatever, and the Catholic Church, they said, but the gospel, the gospel, the text did not mention the name. The paralytic person in the, uh, in the pool of Bethesda, we don't know his name. The blind man, we don't know his name. The thief on the cross, we did not know he believed in Christ, we did not know his name. So it doesn't matter who you are, but it, it, uh, it's a matter, it's, uh, uh, it's important in the sight of God to know how much work, uh, your work, full of love, you made it. This is the weight of, of the relationship with God. God will not ask you about your position. Yes, he needs you to be a successful like St. Joseph in the book of Genesis mentioned that he was with God, that he become uh, a successful man. That's good. But in many times, we rely more about our family, uh, families who I'm coming from, or my name, or my family name, but we might find someone, he is, nobody knows him. He would be in front of us. Like one of the, uh, the father said that in one minute, San Abanub, the one the child has nine years old or 12 years old, he become in front of Saint Anthony because he became martyred. So the martyred, it's before the saints. So he became before him in, in a few seconds, he became a martyr. So the people sometimes they searching about who you are, but God, he knows your heart. So the sinful woman here did not mention, the, the gospel did not mention about her name. So this woman, an example of the church, she has water, baptism, tears, repentance, purity, the soul, the tears, wash the soul. And she has her service, consecration her body. She washed, she wiped his feet with his hair. She has heart, love, peace to everyone. She did not condemn Farisi. Uh, she did not care about Farisi, what she uh, was saying about her. She has perfume, fragrant oil. That's what re represented the good deeds and holy behavior. This, this woman also offered feeling of repentance and the act of repentance to him. She left her own life and she gave her uh, real feeling, love, money, put the, uh, the, the ointment, her glory, her hair, her tears, her beauty, her and all of her humility. She felt she is a sinner. She, uh, she paired the looking of the Pharisees to her. Uh, 
Um, I would like to conclude my words today by these questions. Inviting our Lord Jesus into my house or my heart or my life. This is question for you. This Pharisees in the very beginning, they it's mentioned in the verse 36 here. Um, uh, then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. He invited him. So the question, have you invited our Lord Jesus once to change your life, to change your way of meaning of life? Because as a youth, we feel that we live uh, and we have still have a long, long life and so on. Why not? Uh, I do. But no one knows the hour and time. That's why why you invite you. You like to eat with him. You like to to dine with him. What, what what does it mean? Yes, to come to to make a part of your life for him. That to spend a time with him in prayers, in repentance, and so on. Have you given him a place, a seat of honor, or you you put him in your life, in pack of your life, when you need him, when you fa fall into tribulation and sorrow? So you okay, God? Yes, it's good. When you are the gospel or the psalm said that when you are falling in, call him; he will be nearby you. Yes, but how many times I remember God when I am in trouble. Many times. How many times I call him for a very hard test and I call my parents, pray for me. I call Abuna and said, and after the, the test passed and I got A, I don't remember even to thank him. <laughs> I don't remember. How many times I say that we uh, usually ask God to uh, be with me in interview. I always say to the people like that, you keep Asking, pray for me, Abuna, I have a, a very important interview, pray for me. And then after interview, even you don't take Abuna to say that it went through or I got the job or I don't say. And Abuna kept asking, asking on the altar. And he doesn't know that you already got the job. That's a God. He said, okay, stop. <laughs> he got the job. <laughs> of course, Yani, God knows. But how many times, how many times you, you put him in a place that he is the he has the priority in your life? Sometimes, how many times, ask yourself, you put God in second or third or seven, eight, tenth row of your life. You come to him after everything uh, com got complicated in your life and then, okay, let's ask God. Why you don't ask him from the beginning? How about... Uh, him in your heart, how you clean up your heart, purity, righteousness, and the use. We have many challenges in life in front of us. We facing every day wars, and we facing diabolic wars in our life every day. And if you have a good clean, cleaning, cleans heart, you may stand. Before any things, it challenges to come to you. You say, no, I can't do this. I can't talk to this by this way. I cannot go to this place. I cannot watch this movie. I cannot open this app. I cannot do this in my computer. 
that's always I say, the people, they are struggling for their purity. Put the picture of the crucified Jesus in your laptop or beside you. When you have temptation that you're going to open something, you just look to his wounds on the cross. He wounded for us. He could help you in this and so on. So the third question is in this story, what about giving? This woman, she gave as I said, that the most precious thing in, uh, for women is her hair. To wipe his, uh, his feet with her hair, she offered something very precious in her life. She offered his reputation. Even she came, uh, she walked into the Pharisees, Simon Pharisees' house, and she could uh, shy or something, but she did not. She wants to meet Christ. She did not care about the others without saying Sometimes I hear from even my family or cross friends, uh, why you are fasting? Why you are doing this? Why you are serving? Why you, this is wasting of time and so on. No, I don't care about that. I care about my relationship with my God. That's why he's the kind of giving. When I give, the giving is not only giving money. Sometimes I have, when I hear, or I, I hear a sermon, or I, I read about giving, it comes up, pops up to my mind that I have to give money. No, giving is not money. Giving a time, giving efforts, giving your life, giving and so on. It's many types of giving. I can go and practice this kind of giving. If someone in need, I help him. If someone is in a wrong way, I advise him giving of advice. If uh, someone is sick, I visit him. If someone is hungry, I give him food. You can read this in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the categories of giving. That's why God he will say to, to us by the end of the day, you did this for me. And we will ask him when. We don't remember. I was naked, you gave me clothes. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me water. God will ask me about all this. So this kind of giving, how much I have an opportunity to give and I don't want. Even a little things, even a very little things. I know two brothers or two sisters, they fight for clothes. She wore my t-shirt. He, uh, he wore my sharif. My paints or whatever. <laughs> he did this. He did this, and it's a big fight. You know, they said that the first lesson to practice yourself, to train yourself, to give is to give the most thing you feel that it is very belonging to you, and someone is like it. Try it. Once you do it, it's very easy to give. After. If you feel that you have your plonging, you know, nobody can touch it. I cannot give this. I cannot do this. So this is you have not reached it yet to the uh, meaning of love of giving because giving has no limit of giving. As I said, the giving is not only the, the money, the substances, things, but always the, the feeling that you care about someone is, is, is sick. You care about someone is need. 
somebody he is seeking me to understand something which in my uh, class and my uh, semester he cannot understand or comprehend or whatever i can sit i give time to to explain and so on that's why today i wanted to share with you this kind of the story of the sinful woman and the examples the meaning of the sinful the story of sinful sinful woman mentioned in the gospel of uh, uh, saint luke chapter 7 and which we recite every uh, uh, day in our prayers in the midnight uh, prayers in the second watch and also for people they came late i give at the beginning uh, uh, in three locations, I just repeat it very quickly, that this story, we have three stories of women poured fragrant oil. Uh, the first one, she was the sinful woman, called sinful woman by Pharisees. It's mentioned in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 7. She came behind him because he was sitting uh, and his feet behind him. She came behind him, wiped his feet with hairs of her head, and Simon, that was in the Simon, uh, someone called Simon the Pharisees. Uh, the second uh, story, it's mentioned uh, in city of Bethany. Uh, for for women, she came and poured uh, uh, oil on his head, not on his feet. And that um, uh, in the house of someone called Simon, but Simon the leper. The first one, Simon the Pharisees. The second, Simon the leper. The third story, it's very easy, mentioned in the Gospel of St. John. Uh, also, it's the city of Bethany, but it's in the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. When Mary took a proud of very, very costly oil of spike nard and anointed the feet of Christ and wiped his feet with her, her hair, and uh, he said about that this is my day of my uh, this is uh, kept it for my day of my period and we always read this story and we call it the lazarus uh, uh, lazarus saturday in the evening uh, because he stayed in that and he said that before his period a uh, week after uh, may the blessing of those all characters, repented women, the, the people mentioned in this story, and I hope that you get one lesson, one point from uh, today's uh, uh, talk. And glory be to God now and forever.